Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. My name is Divya Inna and welcome to another episode of Talk Water. Hopefully everyone's back and well rested from their Easter holidays. For me, I embrace the four-day holiday weekend by indulging in chocolates and watching television. And, you know, I made it a point to catch up on the uh, highly anticipated David Attenborough series called Our Planet. And I have to say that much like a long drama or a horror film, there's a certain mood that you have to, that you need to be in to watch a David Attenborough documentary because his breathtaking features can can hit you hard. And and truth be told, when you watch a David Attenborough series, you know exactly what to expect. Breathtaking photography, check. Celebrating life in nature, check. Heartbreak, death and environmental despair, also check. And I think what makes this series stand out is that our planet plays notes of an eulogy. I mean, we're living in an age of staggering wildlife loss due to human development, deforestation and climate change. And there's a sombre tone to some moments in the documentary. And what's worse is that you feel the invisible presence of humans and our impact on this planet. And as I watch documentaries like this and others, I can't help think of the flip side of all of this, which is... We're also living at a time when we see headlines detailing extreme weather events. Our social feed alerts us to record high temperatures being set and recycling fanaticism is now a thing. And we're discussing the ideal diet to help save the planet. I mean, it's really no wonder climate change anxiety or eco-anxiety as they now call it is on a rise. And the BBC have done a study on this just recently as well. It's described as a fairly recent psychological disorder afflicting an increasing number of individuals who worry about the environmental crisis. It's caused by watching the slow and seemingly irrecoverable impacts of climate change unfold and worrying about the future of oneself and future generations. Now, interestingly, this doesn't just impact people living on the front lines of of, of climate change. There have been cases reported from the UK, from Australia and even the US. And yes, while, while you might be tempted to ignore all the bad news in an effort to stay sane, the best way to fight feelings of helplessness, I think, is to increase feelings of empowerment. And that's what this documentary does very well. The documentary showcases positive stories as well. While a single person can't help solve an environmental crisis, our planet refuses to be hopeless either. The documentary shows how protection and conservation does help and cites examples of where human intervention has helped achieve great results. So on that note, as an industry, we'll certainly do our part in coming together and working to solve some of the bigger, broader environmental challenges. And on this month's podcast, we've invited three industrial end users from key sectors like food and beverage, brewing and the consumer goods sector um, who will share with us their current top water challenges and innovation needs. So we'll start with Carlsberg first. As many of you know, Carlsberg Group is one of the leading brewery groups in the world with a large portfolio of beer and other beverage brands. Good morning. My name is Ali Farsi and I'm from Carlsberg. The Carlsberg Group is one of the leading brewery groups in the world today with a large portfolio of beer and other beverage brands. Together Towards Zero is our ambitious sustainability program, expressing our vision for a better tomorrow at a time of serious challenges, such as climate change, water scarcity and public health concerns. Our business depends on the availability of clean water. No water, no beer. We will cut 
water usage at our breweries by half by 2030, effectively eliminating water waste during the brewing process. Our top three water innovation needs are water substitutes for cleaning, membranes resistance to low and high pH, and smart water management tools for self-optimized cleaning procedure. We are committed to the elimination of water waste, so we are looking to connect with innovative solution providers who can help solve challenges we face across our operations. For more information on what we do and our water challenges, please visit our table at Bluetech Forum. Next, we have Nestle, a Swiss multinational food and drink company, who again will share their perspectives on water and how it's impacting their business. Good morning. My name is Adrian Page from Nestle, the world's leading food and beverage company. We have over 400 production plants in 85 countries around the world. Our top three water innovation needs are firstly the treatment of caustic effluents from clean in place systems. Secondly, the treatment of highly coloured effluents that also have poor biodegradability. And thirdly, how we can move effluent and water treatment systems from being the hidden contributors to greenhouse gas emissions to being part of our solution to climate change. We are looking to connect with innovative solution providers who can help solve the challenges we face across our operations. For more information on what we do, what our challenges are and what our needs are, please visit our table at the Blue Tech Forum. And finally, the Procter & Gamble company is an American multinational consumer goods corporation. Hello, my name is Jacques Euler. I'm the sustainability and core utility leaders for the beauty division of the Procter & Gamble company. PNG is an American multinational consumer goods corporation producing brands like Pampers, Ariel, Head & Shoulders. Water is a critical element for product composition, usage, and manufacturing. Regarding manufacturing, we need innovation to progress against our ambition 2030 goal. First, on water recirculation in order to move to reduce water discharge. We have the objective to reuse 5 billion liters per year in 2030. And the current technology is expensive and energy intensive. Then on real-time water usage optimization, in order to identify savings opportunities and to react quickly in case of issues. Wastewater treatment is also a topic where we want to progress in order to reduce ongoing cost and chemical addition. Net, we are searching for providers who can help solve these challenges. I will be happy to provide more information on our water goals and needs during the Blue Tech Forum. Looking forward to, meet you, to meeting you there. Take care. So there you go. While one person can't stop an environmental crisis, we can work together. There is evidence that companies are raising their ambitions and taking meaningful steps to address climate change and water security. And you'll hear from them and many others at Blue Tech Forum. Now, we'll switch gears to more high-level thematic trends in water and the work Bluetech are doing this month. 
We have in line with us our Editor-in-Chief, Rhys Owen. Rhys, welcome and thanks for joining us. Take us through what Bluetech have been working on for this month. Hi, David. Sure. Well, this month we're pleased to announce the publication of an update to Bluetech's 2014 Insight Report on uh, Water Sensors. The Insight Report's titled Online Water and Wastewater Sensors and Analyzers. And it's by uh, tag expert Karina Carpentier. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a complex, very large area to cover, uh, one that's growing ever larger as the uh, market drivers behind it intensify and demands increase for more and better visibility of more and more and more potential contaminants with a greater degree of accuracy uh, for various things. So, as we mentioned within our intelligence briefing, since the year 2000, more than 100 new sensor manufacturing companies specifically targeting the water market have been established commercially. And collectively, those companies produce around 100 new sensor technologies for water quality every year. So you can imagine how complex this market is getting. And the reasons for this growth rate, there are a number of reasons, uh, including an increase in processor power, better and cheaper connectivity, legislation, uh, driving uh, further adoption of online monitoring, consumer demands. So we discuss all of these and more industry trends in the report, which is now available on the intelligence platform. Yeah, and just just to add there as well, um, Karina's piece on in the end of year web briefing in December 2018, she had a really good graphic there to just to show the increase in the number of sensor companies in the market today. And you can imagine, as you said, Reese, um, what that could mean for utilities with just so many options out there available. Um, Certainly a buzz, and, and and you're right. Regulations is probably one of the biggest drivers that's causing this spike in the market. And um, again, Karina's written an interesting article about the new drinking water directive regulations just come into effect um, early last year, I think. That's right. Yes, it's the the EU water drinking directive is, is a big yeah. part of uh, the push at least in Europe. And uh, there are other related trends as well, such as the uh, growing use of mobile phones. Mm-hmm. in the whole process of online monitoring. There, there are lots of gadgets coming out that help you use a tablet or a mobile phone to help analyze the results from sensors. This is a very established trend in the medical industry and it's starting to come into the water industry too. Okay. And uh, also, I, I don't want to step on your toes too much in talking about the Bluetech Forum, but it is the last intelligence briefing before the big event in, in London. So... In our intelligence briefing this month, we take this opportunity to introduce the 14 companies which we selected for the Innovation Showcase. Uh, Each company will get a chance to pitch its innovation at the event. And there's a really interesting array of technologies represented, all the way from artificial intelligence to nanobubble technology and membrane distillation. Uh, You can look at the detail of those companies on bluetechforum.com and... If you want to meet the companies, then uh, come along to Kew Gardens. Absolutely. And for those who want a high-level overview of what these companies do, we have an audio clip beside each company on the Bluetech Forum website that you can listen to where the companies are pitching their technology. And uh, obviously, you'll get to hear more from them 
on the actual day at the event. Apart from the showcase companies, we'll also have a number of end users, both corporate end users, the likes of Nestle and L'Oreal, but also um, utilities. We have a global selection of utilities who will be present on the day. Um, utilities from the UK, utilities from Australia and, and North America. So um, a good mix. And we're looking forward to having yet another successful event and uh, hopefully some very good, good conversations also. Yeah, looking forward to it. Excellent. Thanks very much, Reese, And look forward to catching up with you next month. Great. Thanks, Divya. Thank you. Thanks now. And with that, I'd like to wrap this month's episode. Thank you for joining us. To all who will be attending Blue Tech Forum, we look forward to seeing you in London next month. Safe travels.